Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for the privilege it is of being in your house again in church. And we thank you for every single person that's here today. Lord, we lift up our loved ones and wherever they are right now, Lord Jesus, those that maybe we've invited and they didn't show up or people that maybe are sick and are going through a hard time right now, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you know that you care for every single one of them, Lord God. And Lord, we just commit this time to you right now. We ask for your kingdom to come, your will to be done. I pray you'll speak through me like I believe you've spoken to me, Lord Jesus. And I pray that when we leave this place, may we leave more in love with you than when we came in. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said? Amen. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Look, I've spoken to cameras long enough. So when we're in the room, we're going to be in the room. Amen? Amen. Hey, can we thank the team up here? You guys are fantastic. You can grab a seat. Man, it is so good to be in front of people. And don't worry, we do have other speakers as well on our team. I just missed it. And so we're just going to knock out a few Sundays here. And uh, hopefully by then we will also have some of our other locations opened up and uh, we can get around a little bit. And it is good. It is good to be back in church. And uh, as Phil said before, we do have a welcome to church party straight afterwards. And basically, if you um, have just started coming to church or just recently, you know, found yourself in this community and you're like, who's who and what, what are people, how do you get involved and you know, all those questions that you might have and, you know, I don't want to email someone. I just want to talk to someone. Hey, it's you. It's for you. And if you're here with a friend, they would love to bring you. And we've even got some food in there. And so just, just pop on out. Um, just pass the kids uh, ministry. There's teams out there and would love to host you. It's not going to take long. And uh, just introduce you to a few people as well. I wonder if you've been, ever been really comfortable in bed, maybe you were this morning, like real comfortable, and man, you were just like, oh, and then that sound started. You know the sound, the sound of your alarm, and you were just like, man, no. You know, some people go, you know, good morning, God, and other people are like, good God, it's morning, and you're just thinking, man, I do not want to get out of bed. I don't know, here, like who here, your alarm clock is actually music. I mean, where are all the cultivated, oh, not many, not many. Jesper, what song is it? Oh, like a, like a ringtone, okay. And who here, you, um, you are the snooze people. Where are all the snooze people? You try and get another 10 minutes if you can, five minutes maybe now. Who are the people that when the alarm goes, you're already up? Where are you? Oh, wow. This is the effective service. Really? Wow. Okay. Okay. And who here, you have the classic alarm tone. Just me, 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 me. Okay. Two different ringtones in your family. Interesting. Interesting. Who here, you just wait for your kids to wake you up? Anyone? (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Well, you know, it's amazing how we can get so comfortable in life. And I assume we've all had those mornings where we were so comfortable, we were so, it was so nice, and we just didn't want to leave the bed. But today I want to just speak a message that I've called Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. You see, one of the great battles in life, in every single area of life, it is the battle between what we want and what we need. What we want and what we 
need. It's the battle of want and need. Do you need what you want? Do you actually want what you need? The Bible, again and again, it warns us against making our belly our God. That sounds like a funny expression. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 17, Paul, he says, Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course, headed for this same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is Easy Street. They hate the cross of Christ. But Easy Street is a dead-end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Their belches, like their burps, are their praise. And all they can think of is their appetite. In another version, New Living Translation, it says, They think only about this life here on earth. But we, we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. What does this mean? What does it mean to make your belly your God? I think you know what it means if I give you this example. See, when Kat and I, we have a shared iCloud note uh, that we use for shopping lists. Anyone else doing that? Nope. That's free of charge. You can take that with you. So basically, if we see there's something missing in the kitchen or whatever, you just add it to the list. And then the idea is that whoever is at the shop, you check the note because that one should be updated. Now, have you ever, though, gone shopping when you're hungry? Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. I mean, when you have just been paid, you've just gotten your salary, and then you're hungry and you go to the shop. Forget shopping list. I'm improvising, baby. You go in there and, you know, it's not the greatest shopping trip. I mean, it's not the most strategic shopping trip. You're not really thinking about tomorrow's dinner or the end of the week. You're not really thinking about how can we spread this out and how can we make several meals out of No, no, but you are buying all the fun stuff. You're buying the things that we are going to have a great time right here and right now. And you come home with things that are, you know, one minute noodles. And you come home with things that are, can be made right here. And Cat will look at this bag and go, what is this? I go, this is fun. This is a great meal right here and right now. Forget dinner tonight. Forget breakfast in the morning. Forget what we need for lunches for school. Forget any of that because my belly has spoken. You see, when the, our belly is our God. It means that our senses, our desires, our right here, right now feelings, they're in control. Is that we don't even think of what we need. All we are so preoccupied with is what I want. But I, I want this. Yeah, but really, we need that. Yeah, but I want, I want this. Yeah, I just don't know if we can have both. Yeah, but I want this. When we want and what we want, it controls our decisions and our direction. It's the want versus need. Am I saying that God doesn't want to give you what you want? No, I'm not saying that at all. See, in Psalm 37 verse 4, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I love this verse. He will give you the desires of your heart. I've mentioned this before because I think there's two ways you can read that. Either you can say God wants to give you what you desire. That's one way you can read it, and that is a very plausible way to read it. Delight yourself in the Lord, and what you desire, God wants to give that to you. 
But more than that, he gave you those desires. That God didn't create you and now is surprised by you. He didn't create you and then suddenly you have a dream and God's like, oh wow, I didn't see that one coming. God didn't make you one way in order to use you another way. No, God made you with those desires. You know all those feelings and thoughts you have, the ideas you have, and you think it makes you weird, you think it makes you different than everyone else? Well, God gave you that brain. God gave you those desires. God, he gave you that way of thinking and looking at life for you because you have a unique way of looking at life, looking at business, looking at relationship, looking at whatever it is that you're looking at and you're like, man, this makes me different. Yet God is not surprised by that. He actually gave you those desires, whatever it is that you're dreaming for, whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship, whether it's finances, whether it's a family, whether it's building a great church and being part of a great church, whatever it is that dream is. Listen, God has no problem giving you what you want as long as it's not compromising what you need. Can I say that again? God has no problem giving you what you want as long as it's not compromising what you need. You see, who you're becoming is God's absolute priority. So make sure you have what you need. You've heard the expression of time and place, that there is a time and place for everything. And this is why we say, do what you need to do when you need to do it. Because then a time will come where you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. Think about homework. I don't know about you parents, but in our household, it's like, man, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Yeah, you can do all those things, but there's some things you need to do first. And if you do the things you need to do, then you can do the things you want to do. It is the battle between want versus needs. But this is the challenge, isn't it? Because we get so comfortable, don't we? We get so snugged up on our... Can I take... I've got clean socks on, don't I? Yeah. No holes in these socks. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. You know, we get so comfortable in our little bed, our little couch. And man, I'm, I'm good. This is good. Oh, this is comfortable. I should preach up here more often like this. You know, we got our little our pillows. and Oh, my gosh. Maybe we can turn the lights down a little bit. You know, because this is, oh, this is, this is not good yet. One second. It's not good yet. It's not good. You got to find that. Yeah, there it is. That's a sweet spot right there. Oh, this is good, hey? This is good because we get comfortable. We get so comfortable, whatever it is that we get comfortable in. The challenge is this, is that Paul, he says to his young disciple, Timothy, he says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, he says, God has called you. He saved you and he's called you. That's the challenge, is that God doesn't just save us so that we're free from our shame and our guilt and our regret and all the things that we have done in life. God doesn't just want to save you. He wants to call you as well. And calling is so much more than just salvation. You see, one of the biggest enemies to your dream is comfort. Especially in the world that we live in, especially in the part of the world that we live in. One of the greatest enemies to your dream is comfort. Ah, but I'm good. We live in a welfare society. It's all good. Man, it's hot under this blanket. Under those lights, under this blanket, I can feel it. 
I did say to the guys, I should have a cup of coffee up here, but that would, if I was heating myself from inside out as well as this, no. Yeah, calories are burning off. One of the biggest enemies to your dream is comfort. You see, we look at the picture frame of our dream and we, we committed to it, we dream about it. Oh, I cannot wait to have that business. I cannot wait to build that family. I cannot wait to get in shape. I cannot wait to, that was silent. I cannot wait to love my mother-in-law. I'm just mentioning that. That's a follow-on from last week. I cannot, I cannot wait to, to see this dream come about. I cannot wait for us to, you know, live according to this budget so we can save up and finally buy a house. I cannot wait to build church like this. I cannot wait for my kids to grow up in a church like this. I cannot wait to get involved. I cannot wait to start a connect group. I cannot wait for the, and we, we sit here and we, we sit on our phone or whatever it is with the dream and we look at the, the dream that we have and we go, man, I cannot wait for me to be able to live this. But, Ooh, it's a bit cold. Ooh, getting out of this place, is a, it's a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit unknown. At least here, I'm comf. At least here, I'm good. At least here, I know what I've got. At least here, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't need, because if I step out, if I quit my job in order to start a business, if I, if I go down this road, isn't it going to be uncomfortable? If I put my hand up and say, I'd love to volunteer and be part of, of, of making church happen, is that not going to be a little bit, I don't know, a little bit scary? I'm going to be talking to strangers. Isn't it going to be a little bit like out of my comfort zone if I'm going to open up my house and my home to, to run a connect group? Isn't that, I don't know, is that going to be, maybe, maybe I should just stay, stay here. You see, so often we're committed to the dream, but not the process. Oh, we like the dream. I mean, we all like the dream, don't we? We all like the dream. Whatever the dream is, it's like, yeah, right on. It sounds awesome. It's just the process of getting there. I mean, we all want to finish the, 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 the race, finishing line in the race, don't we? We all want to cross that to the claps and the applause. We just don't want to do all the training. We all want to be in shape. We just don't want to go to the gym. We all want to have, you know, you know be in a good financial state. We just don't want to live according to a budget. You see, we like the dream. We just don't like the process. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 3. The preacher says, For a dream comes through much activity. Much activity. And a fool's voice is known by his many words. Meaning a fool is just someone who's talking about it. It's like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And there's a time and a place for that. But at some point, you have to rise and shine. At some point... You've got to get out of bed because a dream without activity is just a daydream. A dream without activity is just a daydream. You might as well play the lottery. You might as well go down that road. It is time to rise and shine. It's time to take a little bit of the things off that have been holding you back and actually get out of your comfort zone in order for you to step out into what God he has for you. As a church, as Hillsong Church, we have a mission statement that says what we are about. And it says to reach and influence the world by building a large, Christ-centered, Bible-based church, changing mindsets and empowering people to lead and impact in every sphere of life. 
That's our mission statement. That is our filter. That is what we try and accomplish in every decision, everything we do. We ask ourselves, will this help us influence the world? Will this help us build a large Christ-centered church? Will this help us be a Bible-based church? Will this help us change people's mindset and help them, empower them to lead an impact in every sphere of life? See, to lead an impact in every sphere of life, that is what to help you to help you accomplish whatever it is that God has created you to do. Whatever it is. For some, it is to step out and create something. For others, it is to build that family. For some, it is to get rid of that addiction. For others, it is to live a life of freedom. Whatever it is, we want to empower you to live that out. Because as believers, we're not just saved just to go to heaven. As believers and followers of Jesus... We are saved to bring heaven to earth. That is part of our mandate. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, you can be safe and still be lost. You've, been sa- you've ever been lost as a kid? You're safe. You, like, you kind of know where you are. You're not, you're, not, you're not unsafe. You're just lost. You know, it's the same in our walk with Jesus. You're not in danger, but you just don't have any direction. You're kind of just wandering. And God has called you to do more than just wander through life, to kind of just take up space, to kind of just survive. No, God has called you to do more than just be bored. God, he wants you to live a life of purpose, to have a why behind what you do. So I want to just, just share a few things about calling. Is that okay? Just a few things about Calling, because sometimes it's misunderstood this whole calling thing. Because calling, and when I say calling, it's not about we should all go work for church. And that's what the whole lead and impact in whatever sphere of life you're in, it is that you're called in whatever sphere you're in right now. You're called to be a parent, you're called to be a student, you're called and lead to lead an impact in, 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 as to own a restaurant, to make music, to, to, to create art, whatever it is that you're called to do. God, he wants to empower you in order to live that out. God helping me. That is the grace of God. So a few things about calling. Number one, calling over career. Calling over career. I think a good question to ask yourself at times is, if I wasn't paid to do this, would I still do it? I'm going to ask a few questions that are going to go a little bit tight, a little bit close. It's okay. Uh, just keep smiling. Keep shining. No. No, just, just keep smiling, and we'll get through this. And it's just for you to ask yourself, okay? Or maybe ask your, your spouse or, you know, your significant other or in your connect group or whatever. But just ask yourself some questions. Is that okay? If I wasn't paid to do this, would I still do it? Now, listen, I am not suggesting you all quit your job tomorrow. Please. I was in church yesterday, and please, that's not. Online, Olbo, listen to me. I am not saying go and quit your job tomorrow. I just want to ask a few questions. I'm saying, how about we look beyond the paycheck? How about about we look beyond the salary? So what are you passionate about? What are you actually passionate about? And a question you can ask is, what makes you happy? Or sometimes more telling is, what makes you angry? Or sad. It's amazing. You know, what are you passionate about? Yesterday, Tomo and Nicola, wherever you are, 
up here yesterday. No, on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Friday? Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Whatever. Who's counting? <laughs> Thursday. These guys walked 100 kilometers. You're clapping. You don't know why yet. They could have just been lost. No, they walked all the way around Bonhon. And they did that to raise money for A21, which is fighting human trafficking. Now you can give him a clap. It took, them, it took them 23 hours to do that. Do they do that because someone paid them to do that? No, because something made them angry. Something made them sad. Human trafficking. The, the, the plight of, of men and women around the world, millions of people. The question is, and it, you, know, you, you might say, listen to that and go, yeah, but I, like mine, what makes me angry might not be as noble as that. That's okay. We all call to different things. Maybe, maybe it makes you angry, the, the lack of quality in music, the lack of quality in food, the lack of whatever. Maybe that's what makes you angry. The, the lack of help that certain people or certain part of our society gets, whatever it might be. What makes you happy? What, what stirs you? What are you passionate about? Whether it's from social injustice to lack of something in society. And then the question to you, is it something that you need to start devoting more time to? We're talking about calling over Korea. Do you need to start devoting some more time to that? We're talking about finding your purpose, finding a reason. Is it something you need to start devoting more time to? Is there a way to incorporate it in your current work? I'm not saying go and quit your job, but is there a way to incorporate it in your job? Maybe, maybe your company, maybe it is social justice that, that, is, that, you're, that you're passionate about. Is there a way to speak to your boss to get social justice as part of the agenda? I don't know. Do you know? Is there a way to incorporate the two? How can your success be more than just the, the financial bottom line? And eventually, is there a way to turn your passion into a job? Calling over career. Number two, calling over comfort. Calling over comfort. Someone once asked me, does that mean to be called and to live a cold life? Does that mean I have to put aside my own happiness? And I was thinking about that because I was thinking, what actually is happiness? We go, well, I don't know if that makes me happy. And it's like, yeah, but I don't know one person who's built something successful, sustainable, something of worth that didn't have to make sacrifices. Not one. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether it's a family, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a business, whether it's a career, it doesn't matter what it is, there will be temporary unhappiness in order to one day being able to look back with a sense of satisfaction of, we did it. Do you think the athletes that are giving up on social time, the athletes that are giving up on enjoying food with their friends, the athletes that have to say to their friends, no, i got to go home and sleep early because i got to go get up early in the morning to train. Do you think those are happy decisions? No. But when they cross that finishing line, when they win that final, when they get that trophy, there is a sense of satisfaction of me accomplishing that which I was created to do. I think we can make a thing, and I'm, please don't go into the extreme of you should not be happy. I'm not saying that. But I think we need to have a mature view on happiness. That there is a joy in understanding that I'm called to be faithful with what is in my hand. 
a sense of satisfaction of we are building this together. What about church? I mean, we will only see the kind of community that we're dreaming of where thousands of people will find a safe home if we build it together. If we build it together, if every single one of us were committed to this, where every single one of us can shake off the, the blanket, whatever the blanket is, the corona blanket of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm kind of kind of getting back into it, but I don't know, and we kind of still holding on, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's time for some of us just to rise and shine and say it's time to get involved. It's time to put up my hand, to be our brothers and sisters keeper, just to be looking around. I was, I've been sitting this week and just been trying to go through all the faces that I can see from up here. And then I'm trying to go through all the faces that I don't see. And I'm messaging people, sending direct messages to people and going, hey, didn't see you on Sunday. Are you okay? How's life? Whatever. Why? Because we are each other's brother's keeper. We are each other's keeper. We are my, I'm my brother's keeper. I'm my sister's keeper. This is not just the responsibility of a connect group leader or a pastor or someone who holds an official title. No, if we're family... I don't need a title in order to love you. If we're family, I don't need a responsibility in order to serve you. No, I can see where the need is and I can reach out. I wonder if you notice an empty seat next to you. Hopefully there should be an empty seat next to you. <laughs> but I, know, I wonder if you see an empty seat where someone that you know should have been there. Do we just go, oh well. Or do we go, no, no, what can I do? Maybe it is more than just, oh, they didn't make it. Maybe there's something going on in their life. Maybe their marriage isn't strong right now. Maybe a, a just reaching out and just going, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? Is there something that I could do to make it easier? Can I pick you up on the way to church? I know you got kids and maybe it's a little bit of a hassle with getting here with the kids. Is there anything I can do to make it easier for you? Come on, can we help each other out? Can we be a community? Can we be a family that looks out for one another? To contribute for the betterment of others. That is what community is about. Maybe when it comes to happiness, we just need to think bigger. Think more long term. Paul said, I believe, I am convinced that God is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him. What have I entrusted to God? My health. My dreams, my happiness. See, I, I believe at the end of the day, God, he's a good God and God is in control. And so if right now I don't see my dream come to pass, of course I need to look at myself and go, is there some things that I can do? But at the end of the day, my job is to be faithful with what is in my hand and trust God with what is in my heart. To trust him with the dream. That's why we say choose when you're strong, who you want to be when you're weak. Make a decision. This is what I want to do with my life. And I'm going to go for it. And in those moments when my feelings are betraying me, in those moments where my belly is my God, is trying to speak up, I say I'm not going to compromise what I need just so that I can get something that I want right here and right now. You see, it's about having a conviction. And conviction removes tension because conviction removes the negotiation. When you have a conviction about something, it's not up for sale. That's the challenge. The challenge is when things are still up for sale. If things are still a debate, 
If it's up for sale, then there's always a negotiation about it. If my Sundays were up for sale, man, every Sunday would be a, a moment of tension because, okay, we're going to negotiate this Sunday. Are we going to church? Are we not going to church? No, no, no. That's, that's, it's, it's out of question. No, no. It is, it's not for sale. The for sale sign have been taken off. And the moment you remove the negotiation, you remove the tension because there's no other option. This is what we're doing. That is called conviction. I wonder if we have made the comfort zone an option in our lives. Maybe some of us, we don't just need to rise or shine, but we need to get rid of the bed. We need to get rid of the plan B. We need to get rid of the comfort zone where we're constantly going back to and holding on to and say, oh, but this is nice. Maybe it's time to lay it aside in order to go after the things that God, He has for you. The last thing, number three, is calling over accomplishments. We live in a world of comparison. Unfortunately, social media has only exaggerated and made it even bigger, this culture of show the best and hide the rest. And it's so easy to get discouraged by what other people do and have when you look at yourself compared to them. You see other people and they, they start a business and it seems like overnight they were a success. And then you look at your own life and you're like, man, I've been, I've been banging along on this for 10 years and there's no success. You see other people and it seems like they have a perfect life, perfect wife, perfect marriage, perfect everything. Their children always obey. And then you look at your own family and you're like, work to do. Said mildly, work to do. You see, you look at other men and women of God and you're like, man, look at them. Look at how they conduct themselves. And then you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, what to do? So easy to compare. It's so easy to live in this where we compare ourselves and we judge ourselves. Paul, he says, man, those people who compare themselves amongst themselves, they are not wise. You see, maybe we're not where we want to be. Maybe our family, our marriage is not in that healthy place that we want it to be yet. Or maybe our finances are not as strong or our business is not in that place that we dreamed of. So what is the answer? Well, the answer is not to find your value in those things. The answer is not to find your identity in your success or the lack of it. The answer is not to find your value in how much your net worth is. The answer is, To understand that you are called to be faithful, not successful. Can I say that again? We are called to be faithful, not successful. Do I believe God can make us successful? Yes. Do I believe God can bless you? Yes. Do I believe God can prosper you? Yes. But at the end of the day, When I go to heaven and when I step through those pearly gates and I'm met by Jesus, He's not going to say, well done, good and successful servant. No, He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You and I, we are called when it comes to our family, when it comes to our finances, when it's called comes to our church, when it comes to our ministry, when it comes to our business, when it comes to the dream, when it comes to the call, when it comes to the talent, when it comes to the finance, when it comes to all these areas of life, we are not called to be successful. We're called to be faithful. And if you understand that, then suddenly it becomes calling over accomplishment. 
Because we're not going to be staying faithful by staying in bed. We're not going to get comfortable and stay in bed and holding on to those things. I don't know what it is that you're holding on to. Is it comfort? I don't want to step out of my comfort zone. Is it accomplishments? I don't want to do something unless I know that I'm going to be successful. Is it your career? Is it, is it financial security? Or maybe it's something negative. Maybe it's I'm holding on to regrets. I'm holding on to shame. I'm holding on to things I've done in the past. And if only you knew, then you would never ask me to rise and shine because ah, there's not much shine over me. <laughs> you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've been through. So I'm just going to, at least I know where I'm at here. <laughs> at least I know me. Maybe it's time for some people to lay some things aside and realize God has taken your shame. He's taken your regrets. He's taken that guilt. Maybe it's time for some people to rise and shine. To rise and shine and step into everything God has called for you to do. Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people. But the Lord rises upon you and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. You see, when you rise and shine, you're going to be a light for other people. You're going to bring light into dark places. You're going to go into a workplace and you're going to bring a purpose into a place that maybe is so focused on profit that you can go, hey, can we be about more than just the bottom line? You're going to go into families where family dinner is all about comparison and accomplishment and what have you done and what have you said and what have you heard and gossip and whatever and you go in and come on, there was something more. There was a better way to live. You You can let that light shine inside of you. And in doing so, you're bringing that light to others. Rise and shine. Who here, you you know that you need to rise and shine. You know that you need to step out. There is a dream on the inside. It might be massive. It might be small. It might be something that you think is not going to take much. It might be just to start to add to what you're already doing. It might be in church, it might be in your work, it might be something with social justice, it might be with people, it might be starting out a whole new career. I don't know what it is. But I know that God doesn't call someone without gracing them. And gracing means God helping me. And I want to pray for people here today, whether you're here in the parents' lounge, online, in Olibor, wherever you are, that if you say, I'm sensing a call, I'm sensing that God is is is, is calling me out of my comfort zone. I'm sensing there is a stirring. I don't know what it is, or maybe I do. But I wanna wanna commit to the process. I don't wanna wanna be left behind on the couch of comfort. No, no, I I wanna rise and shine. And if nothing else, at least I wanna explore. And if nothing else, I might not be successful. It's okay. But I am going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful with this call. I'm going to be faithful with this talent. And I'm going to believe God that's going to bring Him glory. Can we just close our eyes? If that's you, you know who it is. I mean, you, you might not even believe in Jesus, but you still sense this. And man, you sure would love God's help to do this. If that's you and you just say, hey, I, I want to commit to that. And just before God, I want to commit to that. If that's you, can you just lift your hand? And I want to pray for you, wherever you are, whatever it is that you're stepping out of. It could be in ministry, it could be in church.
could be that you're sensing something here. It could be in Korea, whatever it is. Just, just lift your hand. I want to just pray for God's grace over your life in this new season. So Jesus, we thank you for all these people, Lord God. We thank you for your grace. I thank you for the dreams and the desires, Lord God. Lord, you've given these desires. You've given these dreams. And Lord, we just pray for your grace to go with the call. The call is irrevocable. It is, you're not going to regret it, Lord God, or, or pull it back, Lord Jesus. No, your grace goes and it's a perfect fit for the call. So I just pray for every person now that's sensing the drawing aside, the drawing to you, Lord Jesus. May your grace be their portion. And as they step out, Lord God, may they just sense your peace, your presence. And may it be for your glory's sake. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You might be here today and you don't know Jesus like this. For you, I mean, Jesus is is religion. It's rules and regulations. It's about, man, it's definitely not about my personal life. It's not about my job. You're like, what is this? Well, it's because God, He loves you. He likes you. He's interested in everything that you represent. He, he, he wants you to succeed in life. He wants you to, to, to be happy. He wants you to find purpose in every aspect of your life. This is not just a spiritual thing. No, it's natural. It's spiritual. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. It's in your life. And I want to just pray for anyone here that you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. You sense that there is something here. And even while we were having worship, you sense that there is more. But you've never made a decision to connect your life to Jesus. Maybe you're the one that's holding on to the regrets and the shames and the mistakes of the past. Or maybe you just realize, man, I just, I've wandered away. I've, I've stepped back and maybe in this time of lockdown, man, you just wandered down a path and you just want to come back on track. So could I get everyone to close your eyes one more time? Whether you're in the room or in any other room or online room, whatever you might be, just close your eyes. And I'm just going to count to three. And when I get to three, I want every person who wants to say yes to Jesus for the first time. Or today you're coming back to Him. When I say three, just lift your hand. You ready? One, two, three. Just lift your hand all over this place. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else here today? You're saying, just pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Parents Lounge in Olbo, online. Just lift your hand. This is your moment of connecting your life to Jesus. Saying, I've been away, but today I just want to come back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go down this path. Well, maybe I did, but today I realized I just, I mean, I just want to come home. Anyone else here today? You're saying, please include me in this prayer, Thomas. When you pray, include me. Awesome. This is what we're going to do. We're going to say a prayer together. And I want to ask everyone to say this prayer. Please say it out loud. Come on, we are in this together. And we're going to commit our lives to Jesus. So let's all pray, especially if you lifted your hand or you didn't, but you know you should have. Come on, this prayer and this moment is for you. So just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my mistakes and my sin. But today, I choose you. 
I make you my Lord and Savior. And from today, I'm a follower of Jesus. I am forgiven. And I am free. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we congratulate? Come on, can we celebrate every person?